With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody, and welcome to the seventh of eight of our NFL division previews. This is Double or Nothing. I'm Mason Migliera, and that is Patrick Previty. Hope everyone is doing well. Today we are going to preview the NFC South, a very um, wide-open division, in in my opinion. But um, as we always do, Patrick, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing great, yeah, and looking at this division – We've said the previous few divisions that we went over are, are kind of wide open, like the NFC North. We both felt like there was a lot of good competition here. I think this is definitely the most unpredictable. Uh, every every single one of these teams, all four of them, could have either a season where they get a home playoff game, win the division, or they kind of like either disappoint and finish last. I mean, it's really like I think that's kind of the uh, area for all of these teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know like where to start. What What do you think? You don't want to? Do you want to start off with the Falcons? Yeah, we could start off with the Falcons. Probably maybe one of the more overlooked teams in the NFL right now. Actually, I definitely can agree with that. I mean, I was looking over their roster um, just before we started here, and I really kind of like it. I like their pickups a lot. Um, obviously, they have Desmond Ritter, who is a UCF. Um, we all hate him because he was from Cincinnati, and uh, we, we're not big fans of him. But he had a little taste of the NFL last season, didn't shine too well. But now um, this definitely is going to be his team. But he, what I like is they have a very good backup in Taylor Heineke. I think he, he's definitely going to be their backup. And he's, I mean, Taylor Heineke, he's, he's been in the playoffs. He, he shocked uh, everyone when they played the Bucks a couple years ago. Um, I really like him. So I think it's having him as, as their backup is really, really safe. If that makes sense. I, I think that's really, really good for them. Yeah. And if they're really committed to making a playoff run, which it seems like they are, I think Arthur Smith is now going into his third year as the head coach mm-hmm. and, and it's pretty wide open. So why not go for it? They made plenty of moves. I could definitely see Taylor Heineke, like getting some snaps at Desmond Ritter, like, isn't that guy 
-hmm. I mean, this is definitely his audition season for Ritter. So I would imagine that the organization doesn't really want to see Taylor Heineke take the field unless obviously they don't want to see him take the field regardless, you know, but they would probably rather it be for an injury than like Desmond Ritter playing like not very well. Especially considering like the running game that they've invested in right now. I mean, they have Cordero Patterson still on the roster. Um, but their fifth round pick last year, Ty Algier, um, or however you say his name, um, rushed for a thousand yards and then they drafted Bijan Robinson. So they've invested plenty in their running game. So if Desmond Ritter couldn't really hold his own, it would kind of be very disappointing, I think. Without a doubt. I mean, Cordero Cordero Patterson is their like Swiss army knife. He does everything. He he runs, he's a, he returns kicks and everything. And then he can, he's obviously a very solid wide receiver. And on top of that, they also have Drake London. This will be his second year and he has a ton of talent. He, he shined pretty well last season. And then Kyle Pitts, we're all still waiting for him to kind of pop off and be that, that player that he was at, at UF. Um, right, UF? I'm not – I'm almost positive it's UF, right? That's where he went, Kyle Pitts. I yeah. Think so. yeah, Kyle Pitts went to yeah. – um, I get so scared. I don't want to be wrong. But he has so much talent. I mean, he needs to bring it over into, into America when, you know, whenever they go over to play in England, he always pops off. But then when it, they're in uh, in America, he's not always playing that well. But And then on top of that, they picked up Mac Hollins, who – I don't know if you've seen video of him, but he looks absolutely massive. Like, he does not look like a wide receiver right now. He looks like he should be on the defensive side of the ball just going after quarterbacks. But he's a big body receiver for them, and he's going to be huge alongside Drake London and Kyle Pitts. So I I think what they've done this offseason, they they definitely um, knocked it out of the park and very quietly did so. I agree. And Matt Collins had one of the bigger um, like jumps from 2021 to 2022 came from the dolphins in 21 had 14 receptions. Then went to the Raiders and had 57 for 690 yards and uh, four touchdowns. So like he's probably wanting obviously to continue that career trajectory. I think that helps Drake London a little bit too. He had a lot of uh, pressures, a lot of targets on him uh, last year. Um, So I think that kind of helps him out a little bit, just, just easing up like he's not going to get all of the targets his way or excuse me all of like the defensive pressure on him throughout the game so I think overall like the depth of this offense is really enticing and I think it's one of the brighter spots of the team but they also made a ton of defensive moves in the offseason as well which kind of signals in my opinion that they're really trying to go for this like this will be the year that if they can't make the playoffs they're going to maybe reassess um the direction that the franchise is going. And it's also why they're um, the second favorites here in the division. I'm seeing lines for like plus 240 or better uh, for them. And that's not too far behind the Saints who are at plus 115. Personally, I feel that the Falcons are going to win the division. I was thinking before this, I'm like, I really like this team. I like what they've got going right now. I like their roster. Um, Third year for, for Arthur Smith, like, as long as Desmond Ritter can play to the ability that we've seen him play at, obviously at Cincinnati, um, they they can they will be pretty good. I mean, we haven't looked at the schedule yet, but um, I think. Well, speaking of that schedule, they do have ranked by Pro Football Focus the second easiest schedule in the league. Wow, 
So some of that may also be, you know, from a little skewed from the division, as we've talked about in the previous episodes of these division previews, the division opponents, you obviously see them plenty on your schedule. So that can kind of definitely skew the rankings, especially because considering this is widely thought to be the worst division, maybe in football, I would say, if there was such a thing. And then the NFL surprises you. You never know. Yeah. Some of these things. Well, since we're talking about the schedule, let's just get right into it. They start off week one against Carolina. They host Carolina. Um, obviously, it'll be Bryce Young's first game. Um, so we'll see how that defense uh, does against him. Obviously, uh, the Falcons did play the Dolphins in their first preseason game and were able to hold them to only three points. It's preseason, but the, the defense, um, even in the, the practices leading up to um, the game, the the defense seemed to be playing very very well against the Dolphins um starters so that that we'll see how that goes week one um for Bryce Young and then week two they got Green Bay they're hosting Green Bay so start off with two home games and then they go to Detroit that'll be a very tough game for them um and then they host Jacksonville but that is a um neutral site game that will be in London I believe um yep 9 30 so I think Jacksonville will probably pull that one out. So right now I'm looking at like two and two. Maybe. Uh, they have a pretty tough start to begin the year, admittedly. I mean, Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay, Carolina, all those teams are probably at least wanting to try to make the playoffs. They're certainly in that realm of possibility. But then they get Houston, Washington, Tampa, Tennessee. I think those are all winnable games right. um, and all teams that are like probably right around that third best in their own division, uh, depending on what you think of, about the uh, the AFC South, yeah, which we haven't covered just yet, where Tennessee might be in there. Um, I think those are all winnable games for them, especially in the chunk of the, the good chunk of the season. Then they get Minnesota and Arizona, which consider that maybe a split. Yeah. Um, Arizona, I don't know if Kyler Murray is going to be back by week 10. I'm, I'm not hearing good things about like when he'll be able to return. It sounds like very late. I, he might not even play in all honesty. I don't know if he'll play. If he's healthy, then why throw him out there that late? Um, They might tank. Who knows? But then they get their late bye, and that's always good. Um, That's a good bye. Week 11, I think that's that's pretty solid. Especially before they play, who many are picking. This is my personal pick, you know. Just getting a little bit ahead of myself here. The Saints for the division. That's they get at least um, a bye to prepare for that, and then um, their rest of the schedule looks kind of up and down with teams that are either trying to make the make a playoff push or their own division. Yeah, the that's true. They close out. They have that bye week, and then they play New Orleans, and then they got New York, Tampa, Carolina, Indy, Chicago, and then they close out with New Orleans. I mean, this, obviously, pro football focus, they they say that this is the second easiest schedule, and it definitely looks like it. Um, I can definitely see this team winning their division. I know that you like the the Saints, but I really like this team. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to totally disagree. I don't think that this is a bad pick. When we um, were doing the research for this um, – I was initially really hesitant about the Falcons. I had no idea what exactly they could be or what their schedule looked like or, you know, just how much they've added to their roster. But I definitely see them being the second best team in this division. Oh, without a doubt. I think that's easily 
easily um, the choice. One th one little thing that I found very funny. Um, you know Felipe Franks? Do you remember him? Yeah, he's Florida. a tight end. Yeah, out of Florida, and then he played at Arkansas, I think. Um, he's a tight end for them this season. I, I found that super cool. I was like, wait, what? I thought he was a quarterback. I guess they have enough, but that Does was he very interesting. roster. As a third string, maybe. Yeah. I mean, they picked up John o. Smith, and then who else do they have? Ron, I just had the depth chart up. They have oh, John they have Smith. Kyle Pitts. They have Kyle Pitts, John o. Smith. They have Michael Pruitt as well. So I don't know. I think that them having him as a uh, as a maybe he can be like a Taysom Hill kind of uh, player for them, you know. Yeah, maybe he could be. That's actually a really interesting uh, comparison, considering, you know, in the same division. Uh, yesterday, they played, a, obviously played a uh, playoff game against your Miami Dolphins. Uh -huh. uh, but we didn't get to see uh, Desmond Ritter, Bijan Robinson. We didn't really see any of the guys that are possibly going to be playing on Sundays. It was the first one. So it looked they had uh, Logan Woods, Woodson, Woodside, whatever his name is. Um, he played the entire game and uh, played pretty well, but he, he'll probably he'll end up being like their third string quarterback. So, yeah, good. Right. I'm excited to see this Atlanta team for sure. But um, since we we're just talking about Taysom Hill, we might as well talk about the New Orleans Saints. You seem pretty high on them. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I've been saying the, this. Yeah, I've been saying this. Um, throughout all these division previews it's a quarterback um it's a quarterback's league it's a quarterback's game they got the quarterback in this division I mean I'm not ruling out Bryce Young obviously but I'm not seeing anything rookie year that's going to tell me that the, that the Panthers are going to be able to make the playoffs I'm not going to buy that just yet even with Frank Reich um but the Saints have Derek Carr now signed a four-year 150 million dollar deal and Andy Dalton started 14 games for them last year and he wasn't bad. He, he threw 18 touchdowns, nine picks, went six and eight in those games that he played or that he started. And, you know, he wasn't bad, but there's a serious upgrade there. And when you're looking at a lot of teams in 2022 and 2023 and now going into 2024, to have Andy Dalton be your starting quarterback, uh, I don't really think that gives you a great chance. So it's tough to judge them from last year. Um, mm -hmm. And if anything, I think it gives them the benefit of doubt that they'll be better this year with Derek Carr. So that's why I really yeah. like him. Derek Carr is very serviceable. I mean, he spent his entire career up until this point with the Raiders and he kept them competitive. I mean, he did what he could. He didn't always have the best team around him. They did do their best to, they brought Devontae Adams over. That was almost like a personal thing. Like here, you are very close with him. So we're going to bring him here to you and we're going to see if we can do it. And unfortunately, they weren't able to. And then they kind of broke everything down there. And Devontae Adams is still there. We'll see what happens with that. I had a crazy prediction. I think that he's going to get traded midway through the year. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, I think Derek Carr, I like him as a quarterback. He's very, he's just, he's a solid quarterback. He's good for any team to have. I think he's a top 15 area, 15, 20 area, I think. Um, he's not a bottom tier. He, I, I like to use the word he's very serviceable. He will get you wins. He is a veteran. He knows how to play the game. And he has an okay team around him. I mean, obviously, Alvin Kamara, he's going to be out for the first, what, three games? Yeah, Alvin Kamara is suspended for the first three games. Suspended for the first three. And then, I mean, their draft pick from last year, uh, Chris Olave, he played very well. 
for them. He was on my fantasy team, actually, and I, I loved having him there. He was he was very good. And then, obviously, if you can get Michael Thomas back, that's a huge upgrade for them. I mean, with all of his injuries that he's had over the last couple of years, um, I, I just hope that Michael Thomas can come back and be that top-tier wide receiver that he was beforehand. Yeah, Michael Thomas coming back definitely feels like a big if. It feels like so long ago when he um, led the league in receptions and was just that elite um, go-to receiving threat. But Derek Carr coming in, I think he's a grown-up in the building. Dennis Allen has coached and has been a head coach elsewhere. Um, He was with the Raiders like 10, over 10 years ago now. But going into a second year, you're removed from Sean Payton. Drew Brees is long gone now. I think having Derek Carr come in and just being able to like lead a team right now that I think they want to be led. It's a group of veterans. I don't really think it's exactly like the toughest team to lead, but I think it he demands kind of a, a certain level of respect. I mean, considering what happened to him last year with the Raiders, I think there are people around the NFL that do respect him and his abilities. So I think Derek Carr coming in can give this team also some of the stability that we were talking about, like uh, like other teams having, like the Falcons, where it's just like you really think that this team is going to be better than they were last year because of the moves that they've made in the offseason. It just seems very smart and calculated, and that's really why I like this Saints team because I have a hard time like saying, oh, this Saints team, you know, they brought most of the guys back like that they can't win this division considering that they were seven and 10 last year with Andy Dalton. It's just like tough for me to really wrap my head around it. Like that they could be at that same level with Derek Carr. I think that's like, they're just going to make another jump. They haven't we... played a preseason game yet. They play tomorrow against the chiefs, but I'm very interested to see kind of like how this group looks before um, week one too. Do we know the status of Jameis Winston? Do you know it at all? Cause I have no idea. I'm assuming that he is still recovering. Like, yeah, yeah, rehabbing. He okay. might be able to, he might be available like as backup in week one, yeah. but I don't know exactly his, his status like as of right now. Okay. Yeah. I know I just kind of threw that on you, but I, I really like Jameis Winston. Um, So if he's able to come back and be that backup, if Derek Carr has any crazy kind of injury or, severely underperforms i mean you always also have Taysom hill who can take over although he's really kind of just uh in baseball they have like utility guys he is the definition of utility in the nfl like he can he returns kicks he is a quarterback he can be a tight end he can be a running back he can literally do everything that you need but he's not like starter level if that if i think everyone understands where i'm coming from with that but also, uh, for those first three games, they're going to be without Alvin Kamara, but they have a very capable Jamal Williams who just came from uh, Detroit. He played very well. I mean, he was, like, leading the league, or did he lead the league in touchdowns last year? I mean, I felt like every game he was getting one touchdown. It was it was crazy. So you have him, and he's very, very, again, serviceable. He, he will get you through those first three games without Alvin Kamara, and then when Kamara comes back, you have that tandem right there, and I think it's going to be perfect for them. So I really, really like that situation for them. I think that obviously Chris Olave and Michael Thomas are two very good 
one two, but then they don't really have a third. I guess Traquan Smith potentially at a UCF. We uh, got to show him some love, but I don't know if he's a good enough number three to bring them to where they want to be. I think uh, Atlanta has that. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Okay, I'll I'll jump in here. Just a quick note: Jameis Winston did resign on March uh, March fourteenth. He, so he's now on a revised like backup contract uh, okay. for the Saints. And he was healthy last year, but he just was uh, sat on the bench uh, in favor of Andy Dalton. So he is healthy currently. Um, but obviously, you know, he tore his ACL the year prior and then he had four back fractures uh, in the week one game against Atlanta. So he's it's just tough to rely on him. But yeah, that quarterback room is there. Um, and as far as like another receiver, I have always heard um, Rashid Shahid. Um his name thrown around by Saints fans of plenty. He was hmm. um, really good for them last year. Uh, he he was um, undrafted out of Weber State. Shout out Damian Lillard, and he had twenty receptions, four hundred eighty eight yards, and a couple touchdown catches. So I think he's a speedster, bit uh, deep threat. I think that he can help them. But obviously, yeah, I think the as far as the weapons and the the um, level of reliability, I think that does go to the Falcons. Okay. Yeah. Like so you're saying because because I, I think Cordero Patterson to think that like he's the odd man out right now in like that backfield and in the receiving core, like that's pretty good. A lot of teams mm-hmm. would love Cordero Patterson. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And then taking a look at this this defense, I mean, they're it's so hard to grade defenses. I'm not a defensive guy whatsoever, so I just know like the big names. Obviously, Cam Jordan. Uh, Lattimore, and then uh, Tyron Matthew, right? Mm-hmm. Is that who they got? I'm looking. I'm trying to load here. Yeah, Tyron Matthew. They signed him. I remember the Dolphins. I wanted the Dolphins to sign him because we needed a safety, but he ended up going back there because he did go to LSU, I believe. So that kind of yes. So he's back in New Orleans. He's very comfortable there. So that's a good signing for them. Hopefully, he can be that star level safety that he that he has been in the past so the defense is very is solid I think um again within the division that they're in I think they can contain the type of quarterbacks and and wide receivers that are within the division so I like this team overall for sure but again I I definitely um favor the Falcons just a little bit more um but we can you want to take us into the schedule yeah, and the Falcons had the second easiest schedule um, from Pro Football Focus, and the Saints have the easiest schedule, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, I think <laughs> I think going into this year, it's going to help the Saints a lot, considering that they were 7-10 and 10 last year, um, because they were able to get the uh, one of the easier schedules in the league. Um, and they open up uh, the regular season against Tennessee, Carolina, Green Bay, and Tampa. That's an interesting start, I'd say. But honestly, when I look at each of those teams, I think Derek Carr is the best quarterback out of all those games. I mean, I have no idea who's going to start for Tampa. We'll get to that soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Bay, Jordan Love, I know what I've seen from Derek Carr, so I'll give me Carr for right now. And then, you know, I'll take Carr over Bryce Young. And then I'll take Carr over whoever ends up winning the battle and Tennessee, I mean, considering maybe Ryan Tannehill, probably not Malik Willis, and then maybe Will Levis, I don't know. Probably not. But yeah, like... probably not to both of those guys. 
So give me Derek Carr. And then I might just keep going here. Uh, Derek Carr over Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones finally got an offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Maybe toss up there a little bit. It's at New England. Um, Against Houston, C.J. Stroud. I mean, I'll I'll once again push aside the rookie. And then obviously now you're going to get into a a different territory. You have um, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, who I both, who I love both of them. I think they're both really good. Probably would take them over Derek Carr. Skipping Indy, I don't know. Maybe Anthony Richardson is in by that point. I think Gardner Minshew probably gets supplanted by uh, week eight. Yeah. Did you see – Um, I know Indy is playing actually right now against Buffalo. Um, He he already threw a pick. He had, like, some really off-balance throw and just was trying to do too much, and uh, he threw a pick. I, I have no idea what his stats are right now because um, that was just a little bit ago. But I, I totally agree with you on all of that. I think uh, – Whoever ends up being an indie, I think Derek Carr is going to be better than them. And then Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. It's at one o'clock, so you got Kirk Cousins with that little edge right there. I mean, that that's a that'll probably be a game that Minnesota ends up winning. But I think um, by week ten, that is, um, New Orleans will kind of have know who they are, and they will make that game very competitive. I, I believe. And then they got their bye week in week 11. And as we've already previewed with Atlanta, it's probably going to be these two in the division the entire season. Um, I'm sure Desmond Ritter – I would probably take Derek Carr over Desmond Ritter um, in that matchup. And then Detroit, Derek Carr, Jared Goff. Uh, I I like Detroit's team a lot. So I think um, Detroit ends up winning that game, although it is in New Orleans. Um, And then they got Carolina, New York. The uh, Rams, Tampa, and Atlanta. Uh, we've already talked about Tampa and Atlanta um, and, and Carolina. New York, I would probably take I would probably take Derek Carr over Daniel Jones for sure. And then Matthew Stafford, I would probably have Matthew Stafford over Derek Carr. So if we're just looking strictly at quarterback play, um, I, I think that they definitely win a majority of the games. It's one two, three, four, four games total that um, Derek Carr is is worse. So I, counted, I was looking at it and I counted five. Five? Okay. So yeah. four or five. And then there, there'll be a fluke loss in there. So we're looking at a potential of 11 and six. I like 11 and six around there. I think that that's what this team can do just considering their schedule. But I think 10 and seven is right around. Um, I'm interested to see what their over under number is, but I think 10 and seven for the saints is a pretty realistic number because, you know, we'll give them a little bit of leeway for those division games too. You know, they they might not um, be able to win all of those division games. Yeah, no, probably not going to be able to win again. There'll be some fluke games in there. Um, I, I know I know we didn't talk about this with um, Atlanta. Atlanta has zero primetime games, it looked like. There was not a single one. And then I think New Orleans had a few. I think their first one was week two, week two or week three when it was against uh, Carolina. And then there was, I think, two more Thursday games. I already exited the, the schedule yeah, there. So, yeah, they have um, they have the Monday opener on uh, week in week two at 715 against Carolina. And then, yeah, they have just a couple Thursday night games, one against uh, the Rams and then one against Jacksonville. Um, But, yeah, otherwise, they're at 1 p.m. They might get flexed. 
maybe at some point in the year, maybe even that week 18 game gets flexed against the Falcons because we think that those are the top two teams in the division. Yep. Um, but yeah, otherwise they're flying under the radar, which is very interesting for the Saints team because considering when they had uh, Drew Brees and uh, Sean Payton and they were in competition all of those years, they did play in prime time. This year, even though we think that they're going to be in competition, they're kind of just, you know, one o'clock warriors right now. Yeah. So not, not too uh, not too bad for them. I think they'll be able to uh, really start to build something kind of, un, you know, out of the uh, spotlight uh, yeah, this for sure. season. For sure. Uh, so now let us move into – let's do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think uh, – I want to save the rookie for last. Um, Tampa Bay, that's that's your hometown team, yeah? Yep. All right. Well, you, you take it away then. You talk about oh, it. Oh, okay. It's uh, right up to me. Well, okay, this Bucks team, I can't even lie. I hope that they are going to be better than what a lot of people are predicting. This seems to be like the consensus worst um, team in this division, worst team in the worst division. Um, nobody has any, you know, hopes for this squad, and I can't really blame them because without a quarterback, this team looks like it doesn't have an identity. And with Tom Brady leaving, you know, you, you're left with Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. And it's just a dark – it could – we could be going into a dark time in Tampa, which is what I'm really nervous about. Um, but if Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask – I do think Baker Mayfield more likely is a serviceable NFL starting quarterback, this team is pretty good still regardless. Um so I like uh, the options that this team still has because they have a lot of the veterans that are holdovers from the Super Bowl. They still have Levante David, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Those are cornerstone guys that are going to be in the ring of honor in Tampa. For sure. Um, most likely. Uh, Devin White, I know, requested a trade, but that's kind of been like swept under the rug a little bit. I think he'll be back um, in a Bucks uniform this year. So with veterans and everything, it really just comes down to who wins this quarterback battle. I don't know if Kyle Trask has the ability to win it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's starting quarterback in the NFL. I do think that Baker, when he played with the Rams last year, bought himself a little bit of leeway and an extra opportunity. I think this is going to be his last shot in the NFL to be a starting quarterback. Um, I'm optimistic, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic just because I think I'm a fan of the team. I uh, last night uh, they played a preseason game against the Steelers. Baker looked sharp. He looked good. Eight for nine, 62 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he, I think after this first preseason game is probably going to be the starter on the depth chart. Obviously the first depth chart that was released had or um, in it for the quarterback spot, which is extremely unusual. A lot of people were confused by that, especially on Twitter. Adam Schefter said he had never seen that in his career. So um, I know I'm going on and on about the Bucks. You you let me know from an outsider, outside um, perspective, somebody who's not a fan on this team. That's what I was just about to say. As an outsider, I mean, I think we keep, we've been using this word a lot. Serviceable. Baker Mayfield is serviceable. Their running back room is not very good. Looking at their stats last night, I mean, they could not get the run game going. Um, obviously, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, those are three very, very good wide receivers to have. So those are good weapons for Baker to hopefully use very well. Um, they do have Tristan Wirfs, who is a very, very good offensive lineman. They did, And then Ryan Jensen, um, he, he's also a very solid center in the NFL. He's been around for a long time. Um, and then I remember Cody, 
Cody Mach, if that's how you pronounce it. Yes. Um, he he's a rookie. He just got drafted. I think I think he's like a crazy looking dude. Like he's like missing a tooth or something like that. I don't know. But um, I think if their offensive line can can protect Baker, I think that they can they can do pretty well this season. But without any good running back, I mean Rashad White and eh, Chase Edmonds, eh, like. I don't I don't see them doing very well this year. Um, I, I, we'll talk about Carolina here in a second, but they're definitely third or fourth in division. I don't think it's going to be a bright year for them. I think they just got to kind of rebuild this year. Yeah, I I will say last year the defense was was pretty good. It, it had, you know, Todd Bowles is still like that, that guy as far as the defense is concerned. Um, head coach, um, the jury, you know, is still out. It remains to be seen. Um, but he was Bruce Arians pick. So he's going to have the rest of this year to really um, to really lead the squad. I think the one thing that was really disheartening in the playoff game against the Cowboys is how we passed the ball 60 times and rushed it for like right around 10. Um, we can't do that this year. and We shouldn't have done it last year in any circumstance in any game, even though, yeah, Rashad White, he averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Like it's like you need more from your starting running back. It'll be a second year, but, but, you know, I don't know what kind of expectations I have for him. I think if they have a competent running game, this team does open up a little bit and you think, wow, like we could do something. If they don't, then we're going to have a real crutch and we're going to really hope and pray that our defense can keep us in games or that like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin just need to stay healthy to help Baker out. Um, They do have, since they obviously won the division, according to Pro Football Focus, they're right in the middle of the pack as far as the um, schedule is concerned. Do you want to walk us through the first part of that? They do have a very tough schedule. I mean, they got Minnesota, Philadelphia, they got Buffalo, San Francisco, and Jacksonville. So those are all games that are going to probably be losses. So that kind of just shoots shoots away every any opportunity that they have. I mean, Chicago, eh, New Orleans. Detroit, Atlanta, we know that the division they're playing, they also got Green Bay. So I don't, it's a very, very tough schedule looking at it, um, knowing the type of team that they have. But um, before we run out of time here, let's talk about those Carolina Panthers. They um, obviously just drafted, uh, they have the number one pick overall and got Jordan Love, or not Jordan Love. Oh my God, why am I saying Bryce that? Young. Um, Bryce Young. Why? I don't know why I said Jordan Love. Um, do they kind of look similar? I, I guess know. they kind of look alike now that I think about it. Maybe that's what maybe that's where I was going. But yes, Bryce Young. Um, they also brought in a bunch of veteran guys and Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, and Adam Thieland. I think those are very good weapons for um a, a rookie quarterback to have. Um, I like the moves that they made, but obviously, rookie quarterback, I'm not expecting him to to do anything above and beyond. What, what do you think? Yeah, I'm on the same page, but I will say this team does have a lot going for them. I think we've both been saying like, oh, we don't think that Bryce Young is going to be able to lead this team to the playoffs in the first season. I mean, what rookie um, number one overall pick really can, especially in today's NFL. It's very rare. It's um, but I think this team does have a lot of things going for them. They had a tumultuous year like last year for the first part of the season. But then when Steve Wilkes came in after they fired Matt Rule and their defensive coordinator and started one and four, they were 500 the rest of the way. So they had some good, some good signs going into this season. And, you know, that momentum 
from uh, the previous season is kind of a big deal. The, the Eagles had a lot of that. Now, I'm not trying to say that they're going to go to the Super Bowl, obviously, but that momentum is a thing. That, that It's very real in the NFL. If you have figured something out as far as your roster construction or culture, that can lead into the next uh, year, the following year. And they did also have the best division record in um, uh, in the NFC South. So that's also a good sign that they are matching up well against the Bucks, Saints, and uh, Falcons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they 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 had something figured out last year. And I remember, didn't they want to – oh, my God, who was the coach that they had last year after they fired Rule? Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. There was talks about him potentially being the new coach. Obviously, they have Frank Reich now, who – uh, former Colts head coach, but um, I think he could have been, he would have been very good. I think the locker room would have been very happy to have him, but um, is he still with the team? No. So he's, he did end up going to the 49ers as their new defensive coordinator as D'Amico Ryans went to uh, coach the Houston Texans. Great pickup for them. Sad loss for, for Carolina, but I think uh, this it's the first year for Reich and, and Bryce Young. So I think they have some leeway and if I don't think they're looking at this year, although it's possible they can, but I think they're more looking at next year and, and the year after um, this is the first year with everybody together. See how it goes. If they shock people, great. If not, they know next year. Okay. This is where we can improve. This is what we can do. Um, so I, I'm quietly optimistic about them. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year but I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on them. I love Adam Thielen. I think he's just, a, he's just, he's a football player, man. Like he just, he just goes and he does his job and he does it well. And then Hayden Hurst, obviously I'm talking about the new pickups, of course. Um, I like him as a tight end. I think um, he's never been that true number one. I think he is going to be the true number one for them this year. So um, I think he's going to have a, have a very good year. And then Miles Sanders in the backfield. I think that's, serviceable i think he even more so i think he can be he could be a pro bowler for them this year potentially maybe i don't know we'll see about that but um but wait so i i agree i think they have to um they had to find some extra uh catches and touchdowns and yards from when they uh dealt dj Moore for the first pick i like it adam thielen dj chark and hayden hurst i think those are great pickups and plus miles sanders from the eagles they've like overhauled this roster for Bryce Young. And I think that's part of the reason why they also brought in Frank Reich is they're, they just decided to invest in Bryce Young. And they said, we're going to give him an offensive-minded um, head coach. I like um, Steve Wilkes. He kind of got the short end of the stick for the second time now because he was the head coach of Arizona um, whenever they like had Josh Rosen right before they uh, picked up Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Um, so quietly optimistic, I think would be the right word for that team. Um, they'll be they'll be better and more competitive week to week though than they were last year but uh, that is all the time that we have for this episode of our NFL division preview series this was the NFC South Um, we have one more left to go and that'll be the AFC South so this has been Double or Nothing I'm Patrick Cleverty that's Mason Mouliere we'll see you next time Sports Social Podcast Network
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.